This is Wayne Goldsmith, and welcome to Sports Thoughts. I've spent 25 years traveling the world, working with some of the world's best athletes, coaches, and teams, trying to discover what it is that they do, how they think, and what it takes to be the best in sport. Subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com to keep up to date with my thoughts on sport. You know, one of the most popular sessions that I do is about the 10 qualities of highly successful coaches, the 10 things that I've seen in some of the best coaches in many, many sports around the world, the 10 things they do, the 10 qualities they possess, the capabilities that they've developed that make them so successful. So on today's Sports Thoughts, I'll be talking about those 10 qualities and I'll be giving you some ideas on how you can develop those 10 qualities to become the coach that you really want to be. The first quality that I see in all great coaches is their passion for learning, their love of learning. And that doesn't mean that they're only learning when they're being successful. They learn when they fail. They learn when they try. They learn when they take a risk that doesn't pay off. And they learn when they've been successful so that they can learn and grow and continue to be successful. Conversely, what I see in coaches that don't experience the level of success that maybe they believe they should is they're very resistant to learning. They're what I call formula coaches. They believe that they've got all the answers, they've come up with the solutions, they know exactly what it takes to be successful in their sport. If you like, they've closed their minds, they've closed their hearts to the possibilities of learning more. When you work with great coaches, their thirst for learning, their passion for learning, their desire to learn and to accelerate their rate of learning faster than their opposition is noticeable. And you might be sitting with them having a beer or having a coffee, but you can see that they're thinking, they're learning, they're asking questions that are leading to them learning even more. So the first capability, the first quality I see in great coaches is their desire, their passion to learn. And that's something everyone can do. Ask yourself at the end of every day, what did I learn today as a coach? That doesn't have to be about your sport. It doesn't even have to be about sport, full stop. You might have learned a skill from a political leader. It could have been something about nutrition that you've learned. It could be something about the environment that you've learned. But be committed to learn, to learn continuously and to learn, be voracious in your learning, be voracious in your reading, take every opportunity you can to learn. Number two, the second quality that I see, the second characteristic I see in successful coaches is leadership. And not just leadership as in them leading a situation, them leading a team, them leading players into a game or leading them into a competitive environment but they use their leadership to create other leaders. They give people the opportunity to learn how to lead themselves and others. Leadership 
He's very, very subtle, can be very quiet. You don't need to be a great orator. You don't need to be a leader who is defined by their capability of speaking in public to large numbers of people. In fact, quite the opposite has been my experience when I've seen some outstanding, wonderful, world-class leaders in many sports. Their ability to lead comes down to their capacity to inspire, to connect one person at a time. Their leadership is very much about a single person and the way that they affect, the way that they inspire, the way that they can change the heart and mind of one person at a time. Leadership is the art of inspiring change through proximity, through influence, and you can be an outstanding leader and be very quiet, be softly spoken. But also leadership is about inspiring other people to learn to lead, to want to lead, and in turn, lead other people to be successful, to realise their potential. The third quality that I see in great coaches is continuous improvement. This is very tied in with learning, but continuous improvement is a simple process that anyone every day can undertake that shows and demonstrates a daily commitment to get better at what they're doing, that getting better never stops. I often say to coaches, continuous improvement is quite simple. At some stage every day, maybe that's after morning practice, uh, evening practice, at the end of every day, find a moment to sit quietly, take a few deep breaths, Great opportunity is maybe sitting in the car when you're about to leave practice at the end of the day and sitting quietly and just for a moment, ask yourself these three questions. Did I coach at my best today? So did I coach to the best of my ability today? Number two, did I make a difference today? Did I touch the hearts and minds of the people in my team, my staff, my assistant coaches, the other people I work with, my players, the parents, my committee, did I make a difference to somebody? Did I make a difference to this environment today? And thirdly, and most powerfully, what did I learn today that will make me a better coach tomorrow? What did I learn today that will make me better at coaching tomorrow? Fourth, what I see in great coaches is their attitude to winning and losing doesn't change. Now, I see coaches in professional sporting coaches in Olympic sport, coaches at all levels who are passionate and driven to win. They are desperate to win. They hate losing. And everything they do as a coach, as a professional, as a successful coach is focused on thinking about, talking about, and living the experience of trying to win. If you like, as I quite often say to professional coaches, you have a one-line position description. Find a way to win. Find a way to win. But the most successful coaches treat winning and losing when it comes down to what they actually do. They might love to win, they might hate losing, but when it comes down to what they actually do, it's exactly the same. The example that I quite often use when I'm talking to rugby teams is this. If you're a coach that's committed to continuous improvement, to learning, to growing, to being better and sustaining success, 
Winning and losing doesn't make any difference to what you do. If you win your game by 20 points, tomorrow morning you'll get up, you'll review the video, you'll think about what you're seeing, you'll arrange meetings with your staff and your players, and you'll immediately plan on getting better next time if you win by 20. If you lose by 20, you'll get up tomorrow morning, you'll review the video, you'll talk to your staff, you'll talk to your players, and you'll immediately start planning on getting better for the next game. Win or lose makes no difference to the way that you respond to the behaviours that you exhibit. Sure, when you lose, you hate it. You might get angry. You might have a period of time when you go home and cry into a pillow. I don't know. But you might feel the anger of losing. You might feel the acceleration of winning. But in terms of what you do, your actual behaviours to be a successful coach, it doesn't make any difference. If you win, you'll work on getting better. If you lose, you'll work on getting better. It makes no difference. Number five, the fifth quality that I see in great coaches is their ability to connect with the heart, the mind, the spirit, the soul, if you like, of individual players is quite remarkable. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a professional sporting environment with a professional football code or an Olympic sport and I've asked the players, what do you think of your coach? Tell me about your coach. What is it about your coach that makes them so successful? And the consistency of the answers of things like, we love our coach because we know our coach really loves us. I'd do anything for my coach. My coach is like my dad. My coach is like my mum. My coach is like my older brother, older sister. My coach really cares about me. My coach gets me. My coach understands me. The number of times that I hear athletes talk about successful coaches in those terms is so consistent and it's astonishing. Great coaches build relationships with their athletes. They have a genuine care for their athletes. They want their athletes to be all that they can be and more. They seek to inspire, they seek to connect with, they seek to engage with athletes. They don't tell and yell and enforce and push and prod the athletes. They build effective, open, trusting relationships with the athletes. They show the athletes that they are important. It is remarkable how consistent that message is around the world. I've worked with Olympic coaches in the United States, with rugby coaches in New Zealand, with football coaches in the United Kingdom. And when I speak to athletes, tell me about your coach. Those phrases about how they feel about their coach, how they're connected with their coach, how they know that their coach cares about them and wants the best for them is remarkably consistent all over the world. Great coaches build relationships. Six, you would think that it goes without saying, but great coaches are great communicators, not necessarily great orators, not public speakers, not media performers, all those, all those things are important at different times. If you're a professional football coach, for example, where you're going to have to face the press many, many times every week, it's important you develop the ability to communicate through the written 
and live media. If you're going to be a coach that has to speak at big meetings and talk to fans, of course, having techniques and skills to be able to speak in public are going to be important to you over your life as a professional coach. But when I see the great coaches, they're not necessarily great communicators in public settings and not great communicators to the masses. They may not even be great communicating with the media, but they're able to communicate directly, honestly, and precisely to the people where communication is important to their staff to coaches, to their athletes, to the people that they report to, to the parents and partners of the athletes. They're able to communicate perfectly, brilliantly and exceptionally when and where it really matters. And that's with the people with whom their relationship is critically important. All those other skills, sure, if you're a coach who believes you're destined for high-level success. Spend some time doing some media skills training. Learn how to speak live to camera. Get training in those areas, in public speaking, making presentations. All those things are important. But your fundamental communication skills are with those with whom you need to build strong, effective relationships. Number seven, great coaches are problem solvers. Great coaches are problem solvers. When you're a young coach, when you start out in coaching, it's very common to believe that the secret to success is planning and periodization. And great coaches, no doubt, have an element of high-level planning ability and understand concepts of periodization. But when it comes down to it, the ability of a successful coach to respond to, to react to, and to problem-solve situations is one of the most fundamentally important qualities of all successful coaches. Now, that can be solving problems during a game and changing strategies. That can be problem-solving about a cultural situation within the team. That could be problem-solving about selections or problem-solving about the physical preparedness of athletes in the team. But great coaches are able to problem solve. They're able to do that by staying calm and composed and clear in their thinking. Problem solving is a fundamental skill of all great coaches. Number eight, and following on directly from problem solving. Great coaches make decisions, knowing that those decisions will not always be right. There is no one on the planet in any walk of life, who makes 10 decisions a day and every single one of those decisions is 100% perfectly right. But every successful person makes decisions. They make them often and they make them with clarity, with composure and with a degree of certainty, knowing that some of them will be wrong and they're prepared to solve those problems and continue to move forward. The reason why decision-making is so important for great coaches is that we want players to do things. We want coaches to do things, our team, our staff, our management, to do things. It's the doing that makes the difference. It's what we do that determines how successful we'll be. And what we do comes from the decisions that we make. That's how we're wired as human beings. We make a decision to do something. 
We don't make decisions to think something. You can try that. We make decisions to do, and it's the doing that's important. And great coaches, great coaches who sustain success are those who make decisions, make them regularly, can communicate them effectively, knowing that most of those decisions are not guaranteed of success. A great coach that I worked with for many, many years in swimming used to say this. He used to say, there's nothing that we can say or do that guarantees success. But as coaches, as professionals, we strive to increase the likelihood of the success of our decisions. Making decisions often is a quality of all great coaches. Nine, and I've covered this in other Sports Thoughts podcasts, but the importance of culture. And once again, culture is what you do. Culture is what you do. Culture is not what you say you're going to do or wish you could do or hope you might do or tell people you're going to do. Culture is what you do. When I work with the great coaches around the world, they put culture first and foremost. Culture is more important than planning. It's more important than periodization. It's more important than gym equipment. It's more important than what players eat or drink. All those things are important, but all those things are a product of having a successful culture in place. And culture is quite simply what you do. What I say to coaches over and over around the world is it's funny how both simple and complex the issue of culture is. The coaches who don't get culture, who don't really understand culture, are really good about talking about what it could be or should be or might be of what they heard it's supposed to be or what others tell them that it is. The coaches who get it, when you talk to coaches who've been successful over a long, long period of time, and you walk into their training environment, you walk into a gym where their players are preparing, when you see their players on game day, when you see their players out and about eating and drinking and taking care of themselves, you see behaviours, you see them doing the things that actually matter. You can easily get lost. There's so many products and surfaces and things you can buy online that promise to make you a successful coach and help your athletes win. But in the end, it's what they do every day, what they do on and off the field, on and off the court, at training and outside of training. It's what they actually do that makes a difference. And great coaches understand that and they spend their time teaching and inspiring athletes to do things that make a difference. They do things differently and they do different things. Great coaches understand that culture is everything. And finally... Number 10, the thing that I see consistently displayed by great coaches is they do not compromise on the first nine qualities. Recapping, the first nine qualities were learning, leading, continuous improvement, treating winning and losing the same, your capacity to engage and connect with the hearts, minds of athletes, communication, problem solving, making decisions, putting culture first. And number 10 is not compromising on the first nine. One of my great mentors and great personal friend, swimming coach, Bill Sweetenham, 
speaks of it in such powerful, strong terms. He says that compromise is the cancer of coaching achievement. Compromise is the cancer of coaching achievement. And I agree with him. Many of the qualities of top coaches, many of those nine qualities that we've spoken of in this podcast, none of them are really rocket science. Most people know that they should learn. Most people know that they've got to make decisions and become good at problem solving. Most people get it that culture is important. Most coaches know that communication is vital. The issue is they compromise on those things. They find excuses not to do them or they do them where they need to be done at a 10 out of 10 standard, they do them at an 8 out of 10 standard. It's compromise that erodes the capability of coaches to become great. One of my dear, dear friends who's no longer with us used to say, Wayne, you are the master of the bleeding obvious. There isn't one of those 10 qualities of successful coaches that I've spoken about today that should be new to anyone. There isn't anything that I've spoken about today that you would have heard for the first time. The challenge is now, if you want to be a successful coach, is to not compromise on them. If you make a decision that you will be committed to learning and continuous improvement, don't let a day go by where you're not learning or improving. If you've made a decision to be a great coach, make decisions every day without fail, knowing that some of them won't be right, some of them won't work, but make decisions, be committed and do not compromise on making decisions every day. If you want to be a great coach and you believe communication is the key, then tomorrow morning enroll in a communication course, a media skills course, in a writing course, in a public speaking course, and do not compromise on your commitment to communication. Because what I see now, the internet means that anyone can get anything, anywhere, anytime for free. Everyone knows what I've just presented over the last 20 minutes on this podcast. The reason why you're not the coach that you know you want to be and the coach you could be is that you're compromising on your application and the standards and the execution on the doing of those things every day in everything that you do. Being a great coach, success is your choice. Make that choice Make it now and do not compromise. This has been Wayne Goldsmith for Sports Thoughts. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more Sports Thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.